0: All right, and welcome to episode 10 of the Gunham Explained podcast. I'm your host, Adam Blue. So cool that uh, I've got 10 in the bag. How about that? I-, I think that's awesome. Um, Yeah, be sure to subscribe if you haven't uh, here on YouTube. I'm doing a giveaway, two items to give away. It's that Barbados Lupus Rex high-grade, as well as the uh, gpo one fb G-Frame. Um, Those are a lot of different words and various configurations that I'm able to say uh, at will at times. And I'm pretty proud of that. Gundam has helped that uh, quite a bit. Um, Yeah, so audio uh, version is available almost everywhere. I saw there's this Anchor thing. I know about Anchor. You can, like, make your own podcasts. Um, But I don't know if that's also where you can put them on. I'll look into that. Let me know if someone uses that or something. I'm not too sure. But, I mean, Spotify... RSS feed. Hey, if there's any other way you want to listen to it, um, yeah, let me know. Uh, or maybe view it. What if YouTube isn't the best place for, or the only place for a video podcast? i never really thought about that. Um, also join the Discord. There's a link in all the video descriptions um, for the Discord channel. A lot of people in there are talking about stuff. Um, uh, and uh, I try to uh, spend some time in there to look at what people are talking about. There's fan fiction in there. There's model kits that have been built. Sometimes some cool questions that then I will go and look up, and I really want to set it up to where there is the Q&A portion. Even though I like to go through these comments, I want it to eventually be a specific area for comments to be, or questions to be featured uh, on the podcast. So it'll be like, it's like mailbag, or whatever that was called back in the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Um. So, you know, real quick, latest videos since the last podcast, that was episode nine, Um, the Andrew WK, which, by the way, his official Instagram, which is really probably run by someone else entirely, liked my post on Instagram of the thumbnail. So that's kind of cool, like cool adjacent, I guess, because I don't really think it was him, but still, um, <laughs> Uh, then I had the video go up for the Ka Signature Zeta Gundam uh, Robot Spirits Metal version. Uh, there's so many different ways I could call this. I, like Even in the title, I put Metal Robot Spirits review. But anyway, pretty interesting thing. It, it, it's really awesome worth the price. But was it everything I wanted in a Zeta? I don't, I'm not sure yet. That still needs to happen. Um, also, speaking of Zeta... I did a Zeta Gundam episode one review because I love Zeta. It's it's one of my favorites. I did you know the episode one for Mobile Suit Gundam, and that's at 111 views, and then the Zeta's at 89. Um, and I'm gonna try to factor in you know there's a week's difference, but I wonder from that what was more popular, or if I should just do a double Zeta episode one video next. Ah, there's so many things I want to talk about. I've been meaning to do Char's Counterattack. I even been planning it and. Doing notes, and that's what I've realized for this content that I come out on YouTube. If I really want it to be good, I really have to take more time in my videos. I try to do this format just so I, I, there's less editing, but really, in order to non-podcast videos, I, I really have to, I guess there's a trade-off, I can take time at the front to take notes, like script out everything. So there's less editing or I can just go on the fly and then edit after both take time just trying to figure it out. But I have fun doing it. The most fun I've had doing videos have actually been lately other than this podcast because I actually really like this format. But that Gundam Rising review, the Zeta Gundam episode one review, I loved going back with more Gundam knowledge and just talking about what I'm seeing but the video that I just sprung up surprisingly, because I had been working on it for a while, it's this Every Mobile Suit at the Attack on Torrington Base scene in Unicorn Gundam. Um, I, I actually made the video a little while ago, but it just uh, it didn't turn out the way I wanted, and I realized it really requires me to do a little more research. And so, yeah, the video that's up right now I think is awesome. That's part of my lore series. I really want to have more lore stuff in. So if anyone has any suggestions for lore, let me know. It's kind of UC-centric for now and maybe for a while, but yeah, let me know. Um, let's see, what are some other things? Um, Yeah, so this past week, I actually got more things than I thought Gundam-related. Um, first of all, and this is the cool one, I finally landed the uh, Robot Spirit Sazabi. Um, and it is I don't know how to explain it it's cooler than I thought you know it's not as cool looking as um I'm seeing some interesting light. it's like the light can shine through um I don't know, hmm, I might have to investigate that further. that's interesting um, but uh, you know it's like when you see like the real grade Sazabi, you know or or I'm playing you know g p o two Yeah, no, Gundam GBO2. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Gundam Battle Operation 2 on PlayStation, they have the Sazabi. And you kind of get used to the more where these things are slightly modernized as opposed to the anime look. And really with the Sazabi, they really stuck to the anime look where it's a little, I don't know what to say. It's a little simplistic. Even though the designs for the modern interpretations are the same, there's more of a modernness shoved in and I don't know how to explain it. Um this is I'll probably do a video on this uh because it is pretty cool. The the neck is a little weird how it like super opens up and he's got that gap. Um the waist is although waist swivel is always fantastic but it's like super gappy. Uh that could be done on purpose. The engineering and these Robot spirits are awesome anyway. Um okay some other things I got. Now I didn't this is a core fighter I've already had, but I found something on Mandrake that was or Mandorake. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it actually, but um, it was like this. There's you know typical stands, but with lasers on them. I love it. Um, I, there's so many things that I could do with this, and once I had this idea of the core fighter with like lasers coming out, I just I, I thought this was just excellent. And I have this little. If you go to the Instagram, I have a. Um, uh, uh, one of my shelves that's more of the original mobile suit Gundam Robot Spirits of anime, and I have like the hangar deck kind of situated. Uh, I have the G Fighter, um, G Falcon, G Fighter, um, the core booster, and then, uh, or the core fighter. And then something I got here, and it's kind of a sad story I'm going to get into in a second, but here is the ball. Um, really cool. In fact, um, and then I was watching um I haven't been watching too much Gundam this past week actually. Uh, I've just been catching up on MS Igloo that I got last week and they have a episode where they feature a lot of ball um action. ball action. Okay. Um and it you know it was really cool seeing how the Federation was using them um and then the Principality of Zeon had their Um, what were they called pods it was kind of like the answer to the ball um pretty sad episode but what's really sad is so I love effect parts right and I have these two blue effect parts down here that came with the gun cannon anyway so I had this on my shelf I'm like cool I got this cool thing it's shooting and then I was going to take it off the stand it's different than they typically work it's like a piece that plugs in and then you plug in this anyway i dropped it and the blue uh effect parts broke off to where the pegs were stuck in that it hurts me it hurts me especially because you know these things don't come too cheap i like to take care of my things I guess I shouldn't be uh, fiddling with uh, stands while I'm standing up because I was standing at my shelf instead of like at my table. And I was able to take one broken peg out, but I couldn't take it out of the other. There's options I could do. Um, I was thinking I could reinforce and fix the effect part. I shouldn't make it too big of a deal. It just bothers me because that's that's me not being careful, it's me being irresponsible. These. and I need to be able to take care of my stuff. I have to teach this to my kids. So I need to be able to do it. Um, anyway, but you know what? Between the gun cannon and the ball, if I ever see those suckers cheap, I'm going to be buying more anyway because I like the idea of having a whole bunch of them around. Um, yeah, I mean, I have that hanger deck setup that i really like and it would just be really awesome to like finish it out there's a there's one that comes with a gun tank and i don't have that that's just super expensive and i really need to find the right time like some gift cards or whatever to jump on that but to have like tons of gms gun cannons zakus and then just kind of recreate some cool battle scenes that's what i do with my life but um you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything other than that I got that was Gundam related. But yeah, that's really about it. So anyway, yeah, anyone that's been following, leave a comment if uh you got anything this past week that's Gundam related because yeah, I like to I like to see what people get and that's that's what's cool too is there is someone on the Discord that gets Robot Spirits also, so I don't feel alone. Um very very cool. Alright, so, you know what, I think that is it for kind of that random update stuff. But there's some news I wanted to talk about. It's not too much, really. So this, which you cannot see because it's way bigger than I thought. um, This is that mobile suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. That is a new Gundam show coming out. This was actually announced before the last podcast, I just didn't bring it up. So, a couple things from this. One, I kinda, kinda don't care if it's not UC. I don't know. That sounds bad. I think though for sure I will be watching it for this channel immediately and talk about it on the podcast. Even though it's not gonna be primary, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because it's just it's current. Keep an update with Gunham. I got to say the witch from Mercury, awesome name. Also, in the UC timeline, there is mention of Jupiter and Mars. So, we can see that humanity has gone that far in terms of, you know, maybe just having space stations right outside or ships. But what about Mercury? And so maybe that's what it could be referring to. But really it could just be a um another uh, alternate universe. Uh, Gundam series, because they already have that. Uh, Cruise Cruise Dorn's Island, is that his name? Um, or is that that Brazilian food? My couscous. <laughs> yeah, this is Brazilian food my wife gets. Anyway, um, I I'm just curious. Really, and I don't know. Even looking at the title, I mean, even Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway didn't look like a normal Gundam title and usually Mobile Suit Gundam would be with something that's Universal Century although I want to say was it IBO or another recent one that used Mobile Suit Gundam anyway in it's full title instead of just Gundam is what I mean sometimes you just see it's like called Gundam this Gundam that Um, and usually if it's UC centric it says Mobile Suit Gundam we'll see We will see. Very interested in in what that's all about. Now let's move on to some pressing matters. Okay, so... Look, I know a lot of people really prefer Gumpla, But... I kind of got over that. And I love the Robot Spirits. Obviously, most of my videos are on that. But they've just announced these that are going uh, up for pre-order. And they will be going up for pre-order. I'm recording this on this day... Uh, obviously you're listening and watching this on another but the mid midnight following the recording the conclusion of this recording they will be up for pre-order i want them both and they are that is quite the price to just dump just all of a sudden when i wasn't even planning i mean i was even looking to get this uh Ghost Gundam. And I was like, well, we'll see. 110. I don't have much attachment to Crossbone as much or even know about the Ghost that much. That would be if, you know, I'm in a good spot. Oh, like I could have gotten the No. Oh, and then, yeah, but that's... Anyway, back to the point. But these, I want to say, when I first got into Gundam, you know, the Mark II I fell in love with. But I would see Master Grades, and I had the high grade of this the TR1 Hazel yeah and it is amazing look at this look at this thing um like just when i i think paint separation but or color separation but that's not even a thing with the uh, action figures because they're made that way you don't have to paint there's not missing paint it comes with all these parts option parts like this would be the ultimate. And not only um, not only is this a robot spirits, but it's a metal robot spirits. Meaning, like, the joints and main parts of it will be metal. And I think this is just going to be incredible. I have to get it. I have to get it. And so, if, where I'm located, I think that's going to be, like, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. I'm really curious if robot spirit stuff sells out right away. I mean, we saw the... Uh, oh, that was the page before. The... um. This Ghost Gundam is still up for pre-order, but I don't know how wanted this is compared to the Hazel Custom. You know, this is from Advance of Zeta. They have some very unique designs. This is like the evolution of the Mark II. I love it. 155 ouch. Okay, here's another one, and I actually don't think the price is that bad. This would be one that would be easier for me to go, okay, I can get this one thing. Um, but it's awesome. It's the, uh, uh, Saikamu system Zaku Ver anime. Um, so I want to say that this was in, um, Thunderbolt or a version of this was in Thunderbolt, but this thing is just so sick. It even does the, the arms come out. Like I, I can just, Picture having it on, like, these stands with the arms coming out, shooting all the laser beams. And look at those effect parts. Look at all of those jet effect parts. Whoa, and it comes with the stand. Okay. So, you know, that that is pretty cool. Um. Wow. Yeah, the, 3 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, so, man, for me to... Wake up at 2? I I still don't know. By the time I get to bed, I'm either going to set my alarm on my phone or not. Um, On one hand, if I miss it and it actually does sell out, well, there's money I didn't spend. But if it's still available, I'll be happy. And I would think that I, they wouldn't sell out, right? Do these things sell out? I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, let's let's move on. You know, I was just talking about the ball. So, yeah, Gundam of the Week, or should I say Mobile Suit of the Week? Let me start that over for cutting this. Mobile Suit of the Week is the RB79 ball. Well, why? Well, because I got it, uh, the Robot Spirits version, because I've never really paid too much attention to it other than seeing it in Mobile Suit Gundam, but also watching MS Igloo had a really cool episode centered around that and I think they even have the picture of it here where it kind of has it looks like a lot of the combat but the post mobile suit Gundam they have like an extra like arm thing to give them a bigger claw. Um it kind of has a little like decoration there. But yeah, let's jump into this. The RB79 ball is a fictional weapon from the anime series Mobile Suit Gundam. Hmm. Alright, so OVA, what's I have not seen Mobile Suit Gundam Battlefield record. Avant title? Um, sounds cool. What is this? It was released along with the Gundam 30th anniversary box. Hmm. Oh, is it a game? Well, there you go. I wish I could easily play all these games, but I gotta use emulators and stuff. Um. So, okay, let's look at this then. Um, developed from... Space Pod, so this is where we're seeing Pod used. Ah, that's pretty cool. Kind of has like a little TIE Fighter look to it. Um, And it looks like that was the... Kind of the first iteration. Oh, I like that. I like the way that looks. Okay, so it looks like they had the Pod as like the first iteration. Um... Real quick, because I don't know how short the ball would be. This is the SPW-03 Space Pod. is a civilian use mobile pod from the Design Series Mobile Suit Variations. Okay, Uh, the simple ball shaped space worker pod was built for construction or constructing space colonies. The area around the cockpit is covered with glass to ensure visibility during work. In the short story Soldier's Day 2 from the manga Mobile Suit Gundam 0083 Rebellion, Ken Betterstock, a member of the Zeon Republic Republican Army works for the Colony Corporation while on leave. On October 22nd, 0083, he and his colleagues boarded the machine to work on the colony revitalization project, okay? So just a little bit of information there is from the 0083 manga which would be cool to kind of get more information from, so Anyway, back to this. Alright, it has some variants. We don't need to go through all of them. They've got the variants. They've got the... Developed into B Gundam. Is that a joke? I want to see what this is. Looks like a joke, but that also looks awesome. So this is from Mobile Suit uh, Crossbone Gundam Skull Heart. First scene in 79, last scene in 79. Okay, so... I already have so many questions but we don't have time for that. I'll have to look into this later. I mean really that's the RX78-2 head or a Gundam head doesn't have the uh V-fin. Lost opportunity there. But that is interesting. All right, let's look at some more interesting information here. Um let's see. Do I really want to look just real quick we'll look at these to RB133 makes me think 0133 like far in the future. Let's see. Oh yeah, Crossbone Gundam so that could be a future version so it's got like three guns or three cannons. Okay. I see. Uh yeah, Crossbone Gundam manga. Okay. And then we have this RB79 PP Polypod Ball. So that is awesome. But it's not Canon, is it? This is a Gunpla created. Okay, so I mean look, that is cool. I would love to see something like that in UC, but it's not officially part of UC, so yeah. Anyway, let's uh, look at the technology and combat characteristics. The Federation refitted about 1,200 of the civilian model worker space pods, known as uh, uh, W 3 space pods, we were just looking at. The Federation reinforced it with heavier armor and mounted a 180mm low recoil cannon on top. The ball mobile pod also had vernier thrusters mounted all along the body. Yeah, that's where I broke my uh effect parts. Yeah, great. A standard EFSF combat actually, you know what? Let me show that since I've got that here. Like, if you want to look, like it's got um yeah, you can see I put the blue tech where the thrusters are. But you can see that there's four down there at the bottom. And there's also, well, what am I doing? All um, kind of around there uh, in the back. Also, I don't know if that's it on the sides. But you can see how it's got a lot of that maneuverability um, for space. Yeah. Um, let's see. A standard EFS uh, EFSF combat team uh, would consist of three RGM-79 GMs and two balls to counter Xeon's three MS tactical units though. Other formations have been seen ball only teams of one RB 79 K and two RB 79 launched from a Salamis class cruiser and various large formations launched from Columbus class ships. Um, Yeah. The directional thrusters mounted on the ball units were directed solid fuel explosives. The detonation giving an impulse through the thrusters to change the direction of the ball. This configuration gave the ball unit good reaction speed and reasonable maneuverability on each thrust but very limited use of the system compared to the liquid fuel directional thrusters on mobile suits. Okay. The ball units had an advantage when it came to refueling on board the Columbus class support vessel due to the lack of beam weapons and low number of liquid fuel thrusters making the refueling rearming time extremely short compared to any mobile suit that runs on thermonuclear power. In fact, the thrusters and weapons were designed to be modular, allowing uh, depleted thruster banks and empty gun magazines to literally be removed by the servicing crew to be reloaded at a later time, and fully loaded ones to be quickly installed in their place. Because it does not have a thermonuclear reactor and is driven by a fuel cell, it can be operated even on ships that do not have MS cooling facilities. So. Interesting stuff. At first, the ball was seen as ill-suited for combat. It had limited ammo, relatively thin armor, though sloped to assist in projectile deflection, and lacked the AMBAC system or any sort of close in-weapon other... I'm sorry. Wait, let me... And back, let me look that up real quick. Active mass balance control. Oh, okay, that allows for thrusterless maneuvering in the 0G. Very cool. Okay, so... Uh, It didn't need that, I guess, um, or any sort of close-in weapon other than its manipulator claws. The most famous battle involving balls was Operation Star 1. Ah, I wonder if this is... Okay, an operation undertaken to further pressure Zeon into retreating from Earth after the Federation took the upper hand following Odessa. So that's what's an MS Igloo, this Operation Star 1. Since the GM was not yet ready, over a 1,000 balls were committed along with Salamis-class and Magellan-class warships. Their numbers overwhelmed the Xeon fleets and drove them away, but countless RB-79s were destroyed during what turned out to be one of the most brutal battles for the Federation. Soon after, the ball earned the nickname Mobile Coffin among EFSF pilots. It is sometimes joked that in Gundam 0079, the only time a ball ever hit anything was when one is kicked into a GM by Izaku 2. Yeah, and that is kind of a scary, that's the thing with space and mobile suits and like being out in space, the vacuum of space in some sort of metal container that could be your coffin. Um, And they really hit that well with MS Igloo. All right. However, some statistics on the unit counters this view of the ball unit being weak. In fact, it had a specification superior to many of their opponents. The ball was smaller than the average mobile suits, which not only made it more difficult, a more difficult target to hit than a GM, but also made it lighter, as well as gave it, uh, gave it a higher acceleration rate than most contemporary mobile suits. Hmm. All of the supposedly very powerful mobile armors, save for the new few new type units, had lower mass thrust ratios, acceleration. Uh, than the ball unit all the earlier models space combat mobile suits specifically the zakus and rig dom had inferior acceleration and less sensor range this gave the ball unit a very good advantage in hit and run tactics even when not supporting gms the ball's real advantage came from both numbers and cost the ball cost about one-fourth of an rgm 79 next to nothing to the efsf and was heavily mass produced becoming a support unit for warships and RGM-79 GMs during the one-year war. So, yeah, if you were to watch Mobile Suit Gundam, MS Igloo, some of that early stuff, yeah, you can really see these things in action. It's pretty cool. Armaments, 180-millimeter low recoil cannon. Yeah, it's just that one cannon that sits at the top. Um, You know, and I don't even know if this laser effect part is correct for it, but, um, yeah, pretty cool. Just one little, little dilly there. All right, uh, history. The concept for a combat mobile pod was initially devised as early as UC0076 under the RX-76 project. However, development was put on hold until February 13th, UC0079, where the project was revived with renewed interest. The first RB-79 ball was rolled out in June of UC0079 during the outbreak of the one-year war between the Earth Federation and the Principality of Xeon. The Federation lacked any sort of the mass-produced humanoid mecha known as mobile suits, the Zeonic forces laid waste to the Federation with their mobile suits, the MS-05B Zaku-1 and later MS-06F Zaku-2. To counteract this, the Federation scrambled to make some sort of mobile weapon that could counter the Zeon attack. However, their new prototype mobile suit, the RX-78-2 Gundam, was too close costly to mass-produce, and their first mass-production mobile suit, the RGM-79GM, just wasn't being fielded fast enough. Thus, the rb 79 Ball Mobile Pod was born. Easier to build and mass-produce, the RB-79 was soon on the front lines fighting the MSO-6 Zaku-2s and the other Xeon Mobile Suits. Although lighter armed than its larger brothers, it was able to provide fire support and hold the line against the Zaku until the GM's gun tank, gun cannon, and Gundam came into the war. So very interesting that really, there was really no use of this ball that already was kind of... On its way to production. The war broke out. The Gundam was kicking some butt. And they couldn't get the GMs out fast enough. So it, I guess because of the uh, Gundam. Um, it allowed. The ball was able to augment. You know on the battlefield. So that's that's really cool. Um, yeah it's really cool. So yeah that's your mobile suit of the week. Alright moving on. Let's look at. Some of these cool comments. So from Abraham Lincoln, this was on my last podcast. Totally agree with you uh, with what you said about the new type stuff towards the end. I enjoy the grounded military stuff in Gundam a lot, but it's really only half of the formula and new types are the other half, which is the same reason why I love Star Wars as well. Gundam is special because it uses hard military sci-fi and fantastical new type elements to tell extremely real feeling human tales. Yeah. Totally agree with all that, and it reminds me, so Star Wars Visions is out right now, and that is anime-inspired. It's actually literally anime um, that's actually inspired by Star Wars, which Star Wars is inspired by Japanese culture anyway, so it's kind of like full circle. Um, You know, what's interesting is I noticed that these these, uh, Vision shorts really just focused on the Force and lightsabers to an extent, which... I don't know if that was mandated or that's just what these Japanese, uh, anime studios were more interested in. Um, I, you know, and I like that stuff too, but they could have mixed in some stuff that was more just like what you'd see in Rogue One or Solo, where it's really just about, uh, being stuck in the war and all that. Almost like, you know, when you watch, uh, uh War in the Pocket 0080 where these characters are stuck in the war, but it really has nothing to do with anyone being new types, even though the Alex is the NT1. She's could probably not a new type, but maybe I don't know. Anyway, yeah, good good point on that. Star Wars and Gundam. Very similar. The fantastical elements might sometimes take some time to really soak in. Um alright. Oh, and then obviously from Robert, um, what do Gundam fans do when they find out there's a new UC Timeline MS Gunpla? So, I wonder... They zagok. I don't get it. You're gonna have to help me with that one. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Star Blazers. Yeah, Robert has some good commentary. So, if you guys are checking out the podcast, um... After the fact, check out his, uh, his comments. Um, it is their phonetic pronunciation. That was probably about the Titans, maybe. Um, or the Tetons. Which just goes to show that he can really pronounce it any one of two ways. The English way or the Japanese way. All right, so yeah, that game from Rob the uh, the builder. I was talking about a game I was playing, and he was saying Journey to Jaburo, which I haven't played, and that looks great. But actually, what I played was called Encounters in Space, and that that game is really awesome. Um, but it could be that this Journey to Jaburo was more awesome. But it, what was interesting is I played Encounters in Space. It's a PS2 game. I used an emulator. I played it um, maybe this time last year, and it was you know my first time playing it. And it and it um, what am I trying to say it It stood well in the modern era of gaming like i was i had fun playing it went through the whole thing. It was great um all right, yep guess it's u c stands here that was from Clint uh and Clint is a long time contributor here by long time I mean it's been ten podcasts um anyway, what would anyone here think of an actual Gundam team up show all right. Honestly, a bit of everything. What the Extreme verse series of games hints at. Good point. Um, I know that would mean it's more of an action show and loses a lot of the nuance Gundam is iconic for. Okay, that's a good point too. But I'm near certain uh, any show where time and space are mixed up enough for Amuro to team up with Banajor or better yet Seeds, Athrun. I don't know, that with Double Zero Setsuna, Hero from Wing, and Mikazuki from IBO, it would be Crazy, but in the best way. So, that is a good point because, you know, I don't watch it, but there's the Builder, or the Build Divers, I'm uh, sorry. There's that other Gundam show that's people building Gunpla, and they're all different types. They'll come out with older MS's just kind of modernized, but what Clint's saying here is a pretty good point is it's about the characters. So, that that would be interesting. That would almost be like a what-if or Star Wars Visions type of scenario. Um Yeah, I like that. All right, Santo Bell. Um, This is from the cost signature Zeta Gundam uh, video. Well, I don't yet have a Zeta in my collection. It's not for wanting one. I'm just not sure which to get. I do have the transforming uh, MG uh, or Master Grade uh, ESX Gundam, which is from the same era of the UC timeline. It's transform modes make me want to own three sets so I can display one as as the MS one as uh, the three fighters in the Gundam S configuration and one as the cruiser. And I think that same way too. That's why I have with my Zeta, I now have the metal robot spirits. It's in its mobile suit form. And I have the fixed figuration in wave rider form. And that's a good point. Like that new eclipse Gundam uh, master grade that can transform Like I would want to, because yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I would say at the end of the day, uh, I almost think they should come out with some sort of Zeta. And I, I always stick with Robot Spirits. I don't know why, but some action figure form of the the mobile suit, and it comes with the Wave Rider. Just make them separate. They need to do that with the double Zeta. They don't have a lot of the double Zeta um, core top and stuff. All right. Um, perfect strike or Perfected Strike Gundam Lupus Rex. Is that a real one? I haven't heard of that. That sounds really cool. Um, Robert, oh, asking about sketching for the designs. That's right. I mean, if you guys want to check out the fan fiction, and there's a fan art channel, um, it would be cool for artists out there that are really good. I mean, I like to sketch, but I'm not that good. But, uh, yeah, take some of the cues from the, the, the fan fiction and create Gundam from that. That would be really cool. I'd feature that here. Um, Clint Roy uh, Mukarakate. Again, some people on Twitter have talked about Gundam vs. Kaiju stories. What would you guys think about that? Um, oh, okay. So wait, you know, Double uh, O has aliens in the movie, right? Nope. Yeah, because I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched it. Got to check that out. I had no idea. So that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. All right, Howard Thomas, enjoying your Gundam content. I recently subscribed and look forward to many new videos. Well, great. I'm glad that good timing because I put up that um, yeah that uh, attack in Torrington based video out of nowhere, and I'm I'm glad I did that. I want to do more stuff like that. Um, oh, and then there's some more uh, Japanese from Robert. He's got Japanese in his family, so he knows a thing or two. Um, and I guess he was yeah. What no original Gundam? Maybe because I didn't do the. Second episode. Let me let me guys know what you think. If I should do that second episode uh of mobile suit gundam. Alright, in fact, and this is from Clint again. In fact, guys, while I do watch the UC, I haven't watched a lot of key parts of it. I've been more of an AU series guy. Wanna change that now? Can I have some suggestions? I'm gonna say original mobile suit gundam or movies. But if you do the trilogy, go back and watch the show. Yeah, I think um, the, the the trilogy has some fixes. I wouldn't call them fixes necessarily, but it helps kind of condense everything into three movies. Um, but the show really expands on a lot of stuff. So it's like you really need to see the show that um okay and then from LACOBVS, lack um zeta is by far the best season of the early uc you hear that clint once you're finished with mobile suit gun you need to watch zeta because it is yeah it is awesome uh, zeta is awesome it's, it's like I always say it's like when they got the uh uh the budget to oh mobile suit gun was popular here's budget do whatever you want for the next series and yeah it really shows Ah, here's my brother from another mother, Mitchell. Uh, first. I, I don't even think he's really into Gundam. He's just supporting me. All right, Jeremy Lewis, thank you for all the lore. Didn't know that all of the designs are from previous series. Such a nice touch of world building. Yeah, that's what made that like episode really cool because when I'm first watching it, I'm like, okay, I am I know more of these mobile suits now. Where are they from and all where are they all from? And so I decided I used that... Wiki, the Gundam Wiki for that, and kind of had to do some research and stuff, but yeah. All right, this is from Trevor Brancho. Brancho, sorry. Um, The Zaku in the back is an FZ type with the Fritz helmet. It had a darker color scheme than what's shown in the Wiki. The same Zaku FZ was in a mission with the Ifrit in the Gundam Missing Link game. Okay, see, I love it. I love being corrected cuz then i can potentially update the um <laughs> the uh description of that video with this information cuz um that's good and in that video too i i even listed out all of them that i found in links to their wikis um to look at it okay uh from Santo Bell Barlint and Jesta and the good old Z- uh, Zaku 2 great battle sequence yeah that was a great i, I love that Barlint Custom. I would love a metal robot spirits of that. Uh, yeah, the custom specifically because it's kind of got that Titans flair. Uh, even though I guess the other one was was technically Titans too. Um, what's the best transformable MS uh, in the UC? So I'm going to say Double Zeta Gundam. Multiple parts. And looks cool. And maybe it's because it's so elusive to me, because I've never really had any either Gumpla or Action Figure of the Zeta or the Double Zeta core fighter, core booster, core top, core bottom, whatever they're called. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a good question. All right. Um, Matt Ralph literally just watched this episode myself. Cool to see all the different places the suits came from. Yeah, that's one cool thing about it. It could have just been they had this battle and then all of a sudden these suits showed up. But it kind of showed where the remnants were in Earth in that area. So, yeah, very cool. Oh, and uh, Joanne Carl uh, Artaco? No, not Artaco. Artacho. Artacho. I don't know, but that is a cool name, so apologies on that. But uh, the first time I saw this episode, I was too focused on the Xeon remnants because of all the unique mobile suits they brought into the fight. I can't believe it took me until this video to realize how also disorganized the EFF was uh, with their one-off MS and only a couple of mass-produced ones. Nice. Yeah, you know, that is pretty interesting because they had the the Nemos and the GMs. They had some Aqua GMs hanging out there. And then I guess it took time for the Briarland to come out and just lay waste. So, that's what it took. And I think that is it, yeah, for the comments. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, uh, for, for, uh, yeah, commenting. um, Yeah, head to the Discord. I really, maybe I should just set up the channel and then ask for people in the Discord. Hey, guys, gals, uh, put your comments here so I can read them on the podcast. I probably should do a call to action, right? Well, well, I guess that's it for this week. Um hope that was enjoyable. I'm glad I did 10 of these. That's awesome. And I'll keep doing them. Um I will update everyone on, you know, what I decided to do about these sweet sweet robot spirits on premium Bandai. Am I going to wake up that early? And regardless if I do or not, And they're still up for pre-order. Will I even spend that money? Stay tuned. And I'll talk to you guys later.